This episode is sponsored by Auxilio Partners. Our calling is freeing you to pursue your call to plant. Find out how at auxilio.partners slash five points. Today on the pod, we are excited to have the big three from Mission to North America to talk with us about church planting in the PCA. First, Erwin Entz. He's the MNA coordinator. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, and helped plant City of Hope Presbyterian Church in Columbia, Maryland. He's also led many inter- and cross-cultural initiatives. Murray Lee is the executive coordinator. He planted Cahaba Park Church in Birmingham, Alabama, where he was born and raised, and he has led the church planting of three daughter churches out of that church. He also helped establish the Alabama Church Planting Network. Finally, Chris Vogel is the Church Planting and Vitality Coordinator. He is from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and assisted with a church plant in Milwaukee before planting Cornerstone Church in Delafield, Wisconsin. He's also worked creating and leading organizations to train and mentor pastors. Welcome to the Five Points Church Planting Podcast. We're so excited to have our guest today. In fact, we love church planning so much and we love them so much that we decided to record this on Valentine's Day. We thought that would be the most appropriate time to talk about church planning in the PCA. And so Chris Vogel, Murray Lee, and Erwin Ince are joining us. We have torn them away from their romantic plans with their wives. And here they are. I'm sure that Josh and I are the two people that they were longing to see the most today. So... We are so grateful to have them here. Welcome, Chris, Murray, and Erwin. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Good to be with you, brothers, today. Yeah, we're looking forward to, to this conversation. So we want to begin by asking all three of you a question, because you're all, in some sense, new. What excites you about your new role with Mission to North America? And for those who are listening who are not in the PCA, this is the missions arm of our denomination. Both Josh and I are church planters in the PCA. Chris, why don't you jump? Why don't you go first? Sure. As, as the newbie, uh, I would say for me, it's the opportunity to create, to dream, set in motion church planning movements that will have a long reaching effect and really that are going to be fit for the time in which we are we are at right now uh, to develop venues to train and send out planters uh, and perhaps in ways we haven't seen before uh, i also what also excites me is just being able to meet to listen to those who are planting i, I really get to see what the exciting things that are taking place on the in some ways on the leading edge of churches, and that's just not church plants, but that's meeting with people that are excited to see the Great Commission fulfilled. Um, because really what I'm working with is church planting and vitality. It's that healthy integration of planting and bringing health to established churches, but you know, churches new and old. And so being able to see and experience that is, is always exciting. Murray, what about you? Yeah, I actually get this question fairly regularly uh, from folks that I see around uh, around town because we haven't moved. Um, and my youngest daughter asked me the question right before Christmas: "What is it that you like, Daddy, about your new about your new role?" And there's a lot of answers to that. One of the things that I really am excited about is the remarkable 
people that God has um, allowed to work on staff at MA, we have we have some of those remarkably gifted and diverse people um, that I've ever had the privilege of of working with. So it's just a it's just a real joy to see uh, the way that the Lord has equipped them and gifted them in their various in their various roles. And then second uh, secondarily, as I think about the past uh, 15 years of church planting and serving as a senior pastor of, of Cahaba Park Church in Birmingham, Alabama, and now transitioning in this new role, I feel like I've gone from the 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 ground level, so to speak, of ministry to the top of uh, of a of a building and get to see a much more expansive view of God's kingdom, and I find that thrilling. And in particular, what I find thrilling is seeing the collaborative relationship and collab- desire for collaboration that exists across our denomination uh, for increased partnership in the gospel. And so there's just a there's there's a real unique zeal for mission in this current moment that we talk about all the time uh, at MA. So it's really exciting. Yeah, that's out. That's outstanding, Erin. You're somewhat new to the role, mm-hmm. and um, thankful for you. And would love to hear about what excites you. Yeah, sure. Well, let me add a little bit of nuance into how you described mission to North America because we get to do that all of the time. Sure, sure. Um, um, yes, we are the missions arm, but the domestic missions arm for the Presbyterian Church in America. So the outward facing expansion of the church in the United States and Canada, right? And so that is our area uh, of focus. And, you know, I'm about uh, just over 18 months into this role as, uh, as coordinator. And, uh, you know, when you, you enter into pastoral ministry, church planting, um, you know, few of us aspire to say, you know, I think, uh, I think I one day want to be the coordinator of a denominational agency. Uh, after I, <laughs> after I leave, you know, the, you don't first you don't think you're ever going to leave right, pastoral sure. ministry. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm in this role and excited to be in this role. Uh, in addition to what uh, uh, Chris and Murray uh, have already said, is most particularly because of what Mission to North America is called to do. Right, our, our engagement and work for the benefit of the church is to cultivate the expansion of Christ's kingdom through the PCA in the U.S. and Canada. And yes, right, we get to engage that throughout the denomination. And, and the particular thing that excites me is that we are at a moment of cultural upheaval um, in North America, in the US and Canada. And that cultural upheaval also uh, has an impact on the church. Uh, the PCA is not excluded. Those are the waters we're all swimming in. But our denominations, um, doctrinal and confessional commitments set us up well to meet the moment um, uh, missionally through faith in the Lord. And what excites me is the opportunity to engage that in our church, to say, let's let's go deeper, rooting ourselves into our confessional commitments to engage missionally for Christ the, the challenges that this 
this age is presenting the church um, and get to see that and to, and to say, look, if we're going to do that, it actually is going to take the whole denomination to do right. that, yeah. not just a segment yeah. of it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, thank you. Erwin. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited really about um, all of you guys. Y'all have all had um, impact in, in, in ways in, in my ministry as a church planner, uh, Chris with Next Gen and uh, Murray and the cohort that you helped start when I was just starting in church planting. And, and Erwin, as you have come on and spoken, your beautiful community is uh, book and so many ways, the uh, things you've done, some conferences that I've been to that you've spoken at, just grateful for y'all's ministry and really feel like the, you know, we're putting together in so many ways, along with so many people that do so much at MA. I, I feel like we're we're getting to meet today with the big three of the MA. Uh <laughs> um, and so um the Trinity. about that's it. Yeah. Uh, mm. I was remember that's the, a little heretical probably. A little bit. Pro yeah. Probably maybe maybe like, you know, the Miami Heat when LeBron that's I was went there, you know, you had the big, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's Something what I like was that. doing. That's what yeah. I was doing. I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for the Trinity yet, but Hunter went, yeah. Hunter went too I was far. thinking three stooges, but okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three stooges. yeah. All kinds of application that's good. here. There you yeah. go. Well, as I, as I listed y'all's answers there and, and, you know, the second question we wanted to really ask in terms of, you know, was in terms of church planning, what are you, what are you praying for on a regular basis? trying to figure out what's different about that than the first question. It seems like the things that excite you are, are the things that you are uh, also praying for. But I, I'll tell you, I love to preach. I love to, to stand up each week and do the things that I do in pastoral ministry. There are things that I believe about the church as I drive forward in church planning. But at a macro level, those are things that excite me and that I love to do and I think about a lot. But I find when I sit down to pray, there are some things that are near and dear to my heart that find their way in unique ways into my prayers and the things that I find the nuanced role that I'm playing, um, maybe playing out in a, in a, in a specific way. I wonder if there's some things that come to your hearts and mind as you think about mm -hmm. that in terms of what you're praying for on a regular basis in church planning. What am I praying for? Planters. Planters. I, you know, when I think what scripture says uh, or what it doesn't say scripture, Jesus never said, pray that the Lord of the budget would send out dollars uh, he says, pray the Lord of the harvest, he would send forth yeah. labors in the harvest. Yeah. And there are opportunities out there. You know, when I when I talked with, with MA chairman and Presbytery's network leaders, uh, the, the rough average of everyone says in their presbytery, their network, they could do probably four or five times the number of plants than they're doing right now. They could mm -hmm. adequately uh even pay for, they could uh oversee and provide the all that's necessary they just don't have the people to plant churches and you know again as murray said we're we're at a a, a cultural nexus here in 2014 uh across protestant dominations we were planting about 4000 churches a year but we were closing 3700 that poll was redone in 2020, and the numbers have flipped. We're planting a, uh, less than 4,000, about 3,500 a year, and closing 4,000. Wow. Average life expectancy of a church is about 70 years, and the last big church planting movement was post-wars, 1950s, 70 years ago. And so we have this opportunity in the PCA, you know, uh, we've been planting about 45 churches a year closing about 40 net gain of five mm -hmm. if we want to really have if we want to maintain we're going to have need a net gain of 50 if we want to make an impact we need a net gain of 500 a year 
Now, we just can't flip a switch and get there. But that's what we got to be praying about. How can we make this shift? And it is a monumental shift to having not just planting, but a movement of planting. So you ask what I'm praying for, planters? Big, big picture of movement of planting. Mm. Yeah. Murray, what say you? Yeah, no, I mean, you can see why we're excited about having Chris as our church planting and vitality coordinator. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say this, that we're praying for pipelines of leaders. As I was looking over our strategic plan and even cleaning some of that stuff up this morning, uh, just sort of the overall summary statement kind of took my breath away every time I look at it. And I just immediately said, oh, man, we got to pray. And the things that are that are really dominating my prayer life as I think of church planning is we need pipelines of leaders, sustainable pipelines of, of leaders, um, not to just return to where we were, as Chris mentioned, but to build by God's uh, grace and his spirit to build a movement of church planning that absolutely sweeps the, uh, the country uh, and Canada. And the only way that's going to happen is if the Lord does it. So we're praying for his spirit to come to anoint uh, God's people and to raise up pipelines of leaders uh, for the coming generations in this cultural moment. Yeah. Uh, amen to what Chris said, what Murray said, those are all a part of our prayers. Um, and the only thing that I will, will add is, and maybe it's just a nuance, at least this first thing, is that a growing sense in the denomination and particularly for the need just for a robust vision for church planting, a willingness to say, it will not, I already said it'll take all of us, which means that there will have to be a diversity of approaches that we, that, that we keep our commitment to our confessional priorities, our doctrinal priorities, and we operate within a freedom that that gives us um, and that we would be less um, contentious. <laughs> between each other and more unified um, in our commitment to this kingdom mission. And then the second aspect of that, we will come back to this phrase again, is church vitality. Because if, if praying for our churches to grow in health, um, we, you know, we do have churches that close every, we do have, we do have pastors at churches in presbyteries that can't, that the talk, the talk of church planting is difficult for them to abide because they're trying to say, how do I actually even make it as a pastor? Our church is plateauing. Our church is in decline. And so praying for a growth in vitality in our churches is such that, because the two go hand in hand, sure. uh, we can't pray about planting new churches without really also focusing much um, more explicitly on the health of existing churches. Yeah. So, Erwin, you mentioned contention, and one of the things that excites me, and this is going to jump into a question for Murray, is in, within our denomination, the PCA, we have a Facebook group for church planters, and it is one of the most cohesive, um, energized, and uh, 
a group of people as I have met these different church planners on the group around the country at different venues and meetings and so forth, general assembly, and just how well all the planners get along and how there is a, a sense of vision and um, an encouragement. Goodness, the group is so encouraging compared to, you know, other things that you see on social media and other <clears throat> groups. And so that excites me in general about the future of our denomination is just the just the cohesiveness of the church planners that exist currently in our denomination. So Murray, as you look at the PCA, what are our strengths, do you think, in terms of in terms of planting? Well, I think just sort of in principle that it's normal, meaning it isn't something that's novel, new. You know, we've been planting churches as a denomination for a long time. And I think it's important to emphasize that uh, we don't just want to see particular types of churches planted. Uh, we want to see all kinds of churches uh, reproduce themselves. And I think that that's something that's normal. And that, I think that that's something that is um, expected and, uh, and not new. One of the things that I would love to see continue to grow is our efforts to continually reach every ethnic minority and micro minority uh, in the US and Canada. And that's one of the things that I love and candidly, that's one of the things that drew me uh, to this particular calling about Mission in North America is the intentional effort at, at uh, reaching every ethnic and uh, ethnic minority and micro minority uh, in the U.S. and Canada. So I think that is something that's just not, it's, it's not something that is, uh, that is new or requires explanation for a, lots of, for a lot of people, but it is something that we have to be intentional about. That's good. Yeah, thank you, uh, Murray. Um, you know, Chris, earlier you, uh, <clears throat> you said, you know, the thing you pray about in church planting uh, right now is, is planters, raising up planters and you've made a, uh, you've had a significant impact on a, really a generation of planners through, uh, you know, the ministry you started becoming, before coming on board with M&A, uh, Next Gen, and uh, it's had a direct impact on, on my church planning efforts as a, you know, as a pastor trying to plan a church, and we've had a, we've had about three or four guys already who've come through, even in our short time here, that have had a, had a, a calling or a, a desire for full-time vocational ministry, and you know, and I, we, I take time, we have staff meetings, I put them, I try to find roles for them in the church and an internship level. And, you know, finances are always the kind of thing you're playing with at early stages of church planning. You want to put them in roles, you want to do staff meetings. I try to spend time with them where I can, but time is just limited on how much I can really help them and prepare them for seminary. And even as they're starting seminary, a couple of our guys are doing it, um, distance ed and, and helping them juggle, ministry responsibilities with seminary and then really <laughs> pouring into them. Next Gen has just been so helpful uh, in having resources to give them, to provide for them with other guys that are going through ministry at the same time and other pastors kind of sharing that responsibility. Uh, that's something I've seen you do in making that impact. So I, I, you have a unique voice in, in, in helping us kind of answer this next question. What would you say and what do you say? What have you said in so many ways to seminary students yeah. uh, considering planting as they consider the idea or the thought behind it? And they don't necessarily know what all that entails. What, what do you say to them? 
Yeah. Well, I, as I answer that question, I just want to say one thing as people are listening, uh, as, as uh, started, developed, directed, next gen, uh, it, it's continuing. Um, Geneva benefits groups taking it over, delivering it to them. Yeah. And there's just going to be, we're looking forward to a great cooperative relationship because we can't silo these things off. If we're going to talk to planters, we have to talk about health, pastoral health. Mm -hmm. We want to talk to pastors who will encourage the planters. We need to talk about health. And so that's why it's church planting and vitality. Um, so it, it really does fit those two orbs of of my 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 interest. Yeah. But yeah, so what would I say to a seminary student uh, considering planting is start planting today. Um, that By that, I mean... Uh, it's not something you're going to do after you graduate, after you get ordained, go through assessment. Oh, now I've just arrived at this place. I better start planting. Uh, church planting is a mindset. It, it's a way of life. And it really should be part of, of a pastoral ministry mindset of how am I going to reach where who I am, where I am, those people that are around me. And so it's really going to mean being uh, very intentional when it comes to something as simple and basic and I'm sorry to say too often overlooked evangelism, sharing the gospel of getting out there and not creating a, uh, a church that is just inward focused, but that is always outward focused. So I'll ask a seminary student, who have you been sharing the gospel with? What's the context? Uh, it's always disappointing when it says, I want to be a church planter. And it's, oh, that's great. Tell me about fruitfulness. How has God been using you? Uh, well, I really love studying and and I love preaching and and I do a Bible study. That's great, good, good, good. When tell me about the last time you shared the gospel? Well, in college, my roommate and I'm going. Oh no, <laughs> please don't tell me that. So I'll you know I'll say to a summary student, who are the five non Christians with whom you have a a, a relationship, ongoing connection that you're just having conversations. And again, it's not about buttonholing or, or just running through an outline. It's it's living life together. And who are those that you're you're able to get into a conversation about the gospel? If you want to plant a church, start acting like it right now. Mm -hmm. um, also, the other thing I'd say is, what what are what are you doing that's initiating, that's starting? Uh, it, it is hard for a young guy, you know, uh, in seminary, even, you know, or even before seminary to think, I can't do anything until I'm ordained. Well, you can't do word and sacraments in our, our context until you're ordained and until you're licensed, you can't preach regularly. Um, and I'd say, yeah, but usually most presbyteries will allow you to kind of, if you're not licensed, they'll allow you to spread your heresy into various churches thinly and not just one church deeply. So if you're able, just, you got to get reps, you got to get preaching experience, mm -hmm. but you've got to get that experience in a context that also is initiating things. So if you're an intern in a church, ask, what can I, you know, can I have permission to start something that isn't going? And can I train up leaders and can I set them free to do ministry? Because that's going to be church planting. If we train our church, if we, if we send a, a student to seminary, and and say okay now you're equipped to plant a church one of the things is it, it's a lie no one no one person plants a church now hunter maybe is the exception he's so multi-talented he can he can do it all um <laughs> i haven't you just heard talking about lying yeah well sorry about that I've, i haven't heard you sing so maybe that is one yeah, of oh the no areas. trust oh, no. me you do okay, not want to so hear there that. you go yeah no, don't do so that. you know planting trinity there you know you you're you're uh, you've got to get a team 
And so don't think about doing this alone. Most seminary students are actually deathly afraid of planting. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just talking with someone just a, a, a little bit ago and, you know, trying to talk to a, a couple in seminary, a husband and wife about planting is tough. The husband's going, I, I don't think I can do it. If they do, the wife says, uh, uh, no, um, I've been putting you through seminary. You haven't been working. You're not graduating and then not having a job. I, I want to see a salary and a paycheck. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so we got to kind of help them rethink what this is all about. It's, it's, it's not, it's a hard, hard job. It's not an impossible one. And the good news is we have a, a savior who gives grace in all of these situations. Sure. And Chris, I would add, this was a great for me, is that if you graduate from seminary or you're working for a church while in seminary, right, you're not going to jump on board with M&A and go plan a church right out of seminary unless you have a very unusual experience. But what you can do is when you go to a church, let them know, let the elders know, let the pastors know that you're interested in planting long-term. And can you create opportunities for me here to do church planting-like things amidst my calling, my, my, my position? And I was afforded that opportunity in two different churches. And it was super beneficial that when I hit the ground running with planting Madison Heights, that I sort of had on some level of an idea of things it might work and what I could do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'd say the same thing. I, you're at, you know, Chris, you mentioned you're at West End Community Church in Nashville's, you know, uh, for Nashville's Presby I mean, Presbytery today. And uh, when I came out of college first thing, I didn't even know what church planning was. I just knew I wanted to go be a part of kind of, you know, where the church was growing and, you know, starting new things, just wanted to see the church grow and, and ended up kind of sliding into a position there before seminary got into seminary and and wanted to be involved with ministry as well you know ministry that was kind of growing and leadership training and got into campus ministry and then uh and then i got hired on with hunter at madison heights the last couple of years of seminary you know finding places and spaces like you said that where you can find ways to get into ministries that are helping start things um raise up leaders train leaders send those folks out such an invaluable thing looking for those and doing whatever it took to find it <laughs> mm -hmm. was kind of what my heart and mentality was as well and and it was it just reaped benefits for me um kind of getting started with church planning myself the, the one other thing i would would add to that is i want to talk to them about their prayer life um because prayer demonstrates i think that core aspect of any ministry and it's it it, it is seen more in some ways more clearly in planting is dependence on God in a context that you know you don't know what the next week, month, or year looks like. And if if your prayer life is not engaging now, um, chances are you'll keep plugging along in the same way and be less uh, effective for the kingdom um, without it. So yeah. that would be yeah. the, the other thing. So evangelism, initiating things, prayer, I think are going to be the three first things I'd want to talk about. Oh, absolutely. When I was called to plant Madison Heights, the first church plant, I was in Jackson, Mississippi, and Dr. Jim Baird, one of the you know founders of our denomination, um, had retired from First Pres Jackson, and he had a pre-existing relationship with my family um, when he was in Gadsden, Alabama, many, many years ago, and he heard that I was going to plant the church, and he called me and we sat down at a restaurant in the Jackson area and he said, <clears throat> you know, and I was really curious as to what advice he would give me. 
as a church planter and was just really looking forward to this conversation. And the first thing he said was, you need to be a man of prayer. Uh, you need to consistently and constantly pray, pray for what God can do in the future, pray for the core group, pray and ask the Lord to bring people uh, to this church plant. And he said, and know that I will be praying for you on a regular basis. And I was so fortunate in that he would regularly follow up with me. And the main thing that he talked about was not what type of evangelism I was doing or how I was developing this or that within the context of the church plant. When we would get together, the main thing that we would talk about is, how's your prayer life? And here's how I'm praying for you. And it was just a true blessing to me and to my family and to the church. That's the last word for now. Thanks to you for joining us and listening today. You can reach us with comments or questions on Twitter or Facebook at Five Points Planting or by email at reformedplanting at gmail.com. See y'all next time. Five Points Church Planting is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters.